Joe Biden had a town hall. It was entertaining and informative. We have Dome and Dumber Part 2 and Matt Walsh. It's going to be a good show, but I'm right. Welcome to I'm Right. Time for Dome and Dumber Part 2. Now, what am I doing here? I have the freedom to kill you. Uh, and, uh, and I don't know, I guess it's two weeks or a week. I, I think I'm losing track of time. What am I doing here? Los Angeles and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, um, don't pay a cent. <laughs> the, 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 uh, um, about that with just in terms of inflation because you had told uh, us at a town hall i think it was in july that the in, this that's the president of the united states of america that's the president of the united states of america and i want i want you to picture this because biden's getting ready to go to europe and whatnot but we're about to send that man overseas that man is about to go as the head of state. He's head of state here in this country. He's about to go represent us in front of other world leaders. And here's what happens when it comes to politics. We think, because these people really exist on the television set for us, right? They're not, I mean, I understand you know they're real. I'm not insulting your intelligence or my intelligence. But to us, they're kind of virtual. They're like actors. They're, they exist on television. And we like to imagine there's this all-powerful, you know, that they have, they have meetings and thoughts and briefs and things like that. So we, we, think that things, we think that things move at a more intellectual level than they move, at a more advanced level than they move. What am I talking about? You don't understand, unless you read a bunch of history or study a bunch of history, how much interpersonal interactions determine the fate of nations sometimes. Uh, the fate of nations sometimes. Because, again, these people are kind of virtual, and we picture a bunch of advisors and people around them. But the truth is, wars, famine, allegiances, enemies, these things are oftentimes made by two heads of state getting together, hashing things out or not hashing things out. Or maybe there's some head of state who decides... I'd like to have a little more territory. Maybe I'd like to kill all these people. Maybe I'd like to do this. Let me see. Let me take, let me take an accounting of the president of the United States. He's somebody who has the juice to step in if I decide to do that. What do you think their accounting of Joe Biden is going to be? This stuff matters a lot. It's hard to quantify, right? But it matters a lot. A lot. Look at what he was doing with his hands. I understand this has made funny internet fodder for a couple days now, but that man, I understand he's a punchline to us. That's the president of the United States of America. Why is he at the safest location he could be for a president, a CNN town hall? They're his propaganda network. Why is he holding his hands like this for an extended period of time? What is going on? And don't allow the communists in the media to try to shame you out of asking that question. You as an American have every right to ask, is my president mentally capable of doing the job? Because he doesn't look like he's mentally capable of doing the job. 
That, that's the bad news. The good news is people seem to be realizing it. 43.4%. That's Joe Biden's approval rating. 43.4%. Disapproval? Sky high. Clear up to 50%. So at least, at least people see it. At least people are waking up. And I will tell you, I had a conversation with somebody I love earlier today. And we were just talking about politics just on the phone. And they said to me, does it feel like something might be changing for the better? And it does, doesn't it? I think it does. I, I, and look, you don't have to convince me that there are a million things wrong and things look pretty dark. A, a bunch of different things look pretty dark. But it feels like there's this shift out there where people are starting to realize this isn't right. They're starting to wake up. Non-political people are starting to wake up and say to themselves, okay, I, I, can't, I, can't put, I can't put gas in my car? This isn't right. People are starting to wake up, and I find it encouraging. And let's remember, Joe Biden promised he was going to beat the virus. But that's what was so funny about that campaign propaganda Biden chose to put out there. Oh, it was brilliant. It convinced every enough stupid people to get Joe Biden elected. I'm going to beat the virus. You can't beat a virus. It's not going anywhere. The virus is going to be here forever. Your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids after them will come down with COVID and Lord willing recover from COVID as, well, every kid does. But you can't beat the virus. So it was a stupid sell. I mean, it got him elected, but it was a stupid sell. And not only has he not beaten the virus, we have this supposed vaccine that works really well. I mean, I've been told it works really well a thousand times. And 75% of the adults in this country have taken it already. But we still have more deaths this year than Trump did all of last year. And Joe Biden's response to this it's not to say maybe we missed something, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm... His response to this has been tyranny. <laughs> tyranny. Mandates are tyranny. Yes, if your employer does them, it's also tyranny because they're doing it because the government wants them to. No, I don't separate the two. If your employer is doing that, he's a scumbag. It's just a fact. And so people are unhappy. People are upset. This is inevitable when you have such a failed administration. People are getting upset, which brings us to this let's go Brandon thing. And let's just explain where all this began for anybody. I realize some people are a little behind the eight ball and they can't, they're not up on every trendy topic out there. So let's just explain what the let's go Brandon thing is. There was a NASCAR driver whose name was Brandon. NBC reporter is there interviewing this NASCAR driver who just won a race. Well, a bunch of people in the crowd <clears throat> started chanting F Joe Biden. Only they use the actual word F. It's family show, so I'm not going to use it here. That was what they were chanting. And it was clear. Anyone with two ears could hear it. The NBC News reporter, because it's NBC News, the Ministry of Truth, said, listen to the crowd chanting, let's go, Brandon. And everybody could hear that wasn't what they were saying. And I want to prepare you for that because I want you to, 
I want, I want you to understand what the next steps are going to be for the Biden administration and the rest of his four years in office. It has been such a horrific disaster, scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal. They're going to constantly lie to you now about their awareness of things, about the state of things. That is simply what they're going to do. The White House, the White House was asked about this let's go Brandon thing and all these people, they live online. Every one of them. They eat, sleep, and breathe Twitter and Facebook and everything else. They live online. Every single person in the White House, they're well aware of what let's go Brandon means. But the communists do something, and they do it really well. Barack Obama was the master of this, and they're going to try this on you in the coming days. They're denying reality and acting like you're a nut job if you live in that reality. Quote, I had never heard of that chant until you explained it to me, said Andrew Bates. He's a White House spokesman. He added, I guess I'm not spending enough time on 8chan or whatever. Uh, Andrew Bates knew exactly what that word meant. He's known it since the day that thing started. They were all studying every social media trend at all times. They're very concerned about the chant. They don't know how to tackle it. So they're going to start going with things like that. Well, I mean, that's just something crazy nutters do. And again, let's keep in mind something. We brought up Joe Biden at the beginning with the, the, the voice fumbles and the hands and the everything else. Let's, let's keep something in mind here. The man is not physically or mentally capable of doing the job of president. I mean, we gloss over this a lot. President of the United States of America, most stressful job in the world? Might be. You ever see any of those old pictures? George Bush before, George Bush after. Barack Obama before, Barack Obama after. It's eight years, four years of 20 hours a day. You're the man. Everybody needs an interview, a speech all the time, travel endlessly, the stress of the job, the media. It is a job that sucks the life out of you. It is demanding physically and mentally, extremely demanding. So why is Joe Biden setting the record for vacation days? Yes, that's right. He spent 108 of his first 276 days in office on vacation. Joe Biden has spent more than a third of his time as president on vacation. And look, let's not, let's not dance around this whole thing. We all know why Joe Biden's on vacation. And they let me say whatever I want on this show, so I'm going to go ahead and just level with you. Joe Biden's on vacation because he either is senile or has dementia or has Alzheimer's. He has something mentally wrong with him. He's physically deteriorating. Every person can see it. I don't have to apologize for saying that. He takes all this vacation because the stresses of the job are killing him. And just as a brief side note, what's up with Jill Biden? What's up with Jill? You must really enjoy being first lady. You're allowing your husband to spend his twilight years when he's physically and mentally deteriorating. You're allowing him to remain in a meat grinder of a job for what? Because you like riding around on Air Force One? I, I need someone to explain that to me. You're his wife. How are the people close to him not pulling him out of this job? Much as I dislike Joe Biden, I don't want to see the job kill him. And this kind of stress for somebody who's going through whatever he's clearly going through can kill him. What are we doing here? But 
Crisis after crisis. You know, when you're president, see all these people here? They're, they're with you all the time. They get to ask you all kinds of questions, and you try to figure out how you can avoid answering them sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's doing well. And speaking of leadership, let's not forget when they finally do cart poor Joe out of the back of the White House, Dome takes over. But where is she? Where is Kamala Harris? I mean, she was never that present. Right when he first got elected, she'd be right, right behind his shoulder a lot. But you notice how that's gone away? They've only been seen together twice since September. Once a month. And rumors currently abound, absolutely abound, that there is a major, major rift between Biden and Harris. Their teams apparently hate each other. Kamala, surprise, surprise, did not turn out to be helpful for Joe because his approval rating's going down. When these things happen, you look for a different face of your administration. Well, you can't put Kamala Harris up there. I mean, everything she does just makes people wince. And intentionally, it is about our families. This is our agenda. You are right, brother. I know you are. And how about if you and I talk about that? So let me finish. Why are we working with the Chinese on their Belt and Road Initiative? Okay, you know what? You and I will talk after I give my comments, and I'm happy to talk with you. But right now, let's talk about the agenda that will include include speaking to all people and allowing everybody to be heard, because that's part of what we want in our democracy. Everybody gets their chance to talk, and everybody gets a chance to be heard. So this is our agenda. This is our agenda to cut taxes. Man, that's painful to watch. I, I don't know why... I, I don't know why she's such a cringe-worthy human being. I have a theory. I'm not revealing it yet, but I'm working on it. I have a theory, and I think I'm right. I think I'm right, but I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to watch Kamala for a couple more weeks, maybe a couple more days, and I'm going to drop my new Kamala theory on everyone. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. The great Matt Walsh joins us next, but let's have a talk first. Actually, I was just talking to the wife last night about how I used to dip forever, forever, and how hard it was to stop. And she asked me, she was just, it was a very frank moment, she said, do you ever think about it still? And I, I had to be honest, I said, I think about it at least once a week, at least once a week. If I walk in a gas station, buy a bag of chips or something, I looked because I have chips over here, of course I have chips, because I have to buy a bag of chips or something, I'm looking at that Copenhagen behind the counter. I'm glad I have Jake's Mint Chew. It's what has saved me. Because I can have a dip. Just, it's tobacco-free, and it's nicotine-free, and it's still sugar-free, but I get to have something in my lip and give me that fix. Go to jakesmintchew.com and get some for yourself today. Or get some for a loved one if you want them to quit. It does work. jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get 10% off. We'll be back.
Loudoun County, Virginia. It's been all over the news for quite a while, and I have to give credit where credit is due. My friend Matt Walsh with The Daily Wire, he's a host with The Daily Wire. He is part of the reason this place has become a voice, a, a place where people can share their voice in this country and share their anger at these disgusting school boards. You remember when Matt went, <laughs> when Matt went and just blasted these people back in September? Matthew Walsh. I would thank you all for allowing me to speak to you tonight, but you tried not to allow it, yet here I am. Now, you only give us 60 seconds, so let me get to the point. You are all child abusers. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, a cult which holds many fanatical views, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys, you deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental too, which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. You are poison. You are predators. I can see why you try to stop us from speaking. You know that your ideas are indefensible. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. You can only hide under your beds like pathetic little gutless cowards hoping we shut up and go away. But we won't. I promise you that. Thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you again. Matt joins me now. Matt, be honest about something. Not that I doubt your ability to speak off the cuff and think on the fly. Only 60 seconds. That was a lot to pack in there, man. You practiced that. You had to have practiced that. You know, one or two times, but right, that's the idea with 60 seconds. It's almost impossible to say anything worthwhile in 60 seconds, which is why the, the, whole, the whole scene there at Loudoun County, they're still doing the same thing with a 60-second uh, time limit. And I, you know, we speak in front of cameras every day. I give a lot of speeches, so I, I, I could call myself a professional public speaker. And it was tough even for me. The average parents at a school board meeting, they're just parents. or You know, you shouldn't need to be a professional public speaker. And um, so if you don't speak for a living and you've got a 60-second time limit, it's, it's like hopeless. You're not going to be able to say anything in that time. And that's why they set the time limit that way, of course, is so that you don't have a chance to really say anything of substance. I was there in the school board, and they had us all lined up outside because, of course, no one's allowed inside the building. Uh, they, they didn't allow the public in the public school board meeting. And uh, I'm just listening to one person after another say about a sentence and then just get cut off. The mic cuts. They, sh they shuffle them out of the room. The whole thing is a, a total farce. Matt, can you explain to me why there's such a disparity in this one place? I realize this is taking place across the country, but this one place between the school board and the parents. You very clearly have an area where parents don't want this stuff. The school board does. What is it with this place? Um, well, I think you're right that it's, it is like this across the country. It's just Loudoun County has become, it's become uh, a, a central battleground here Be, for, for a few reasons. One reason is that uh, they've gone further in Loudoun County um, than they have in some of these other counties. Like, for example, the we know about the critical race theory, the way that they've been indoctrinating students into that. Um, the What they've done with gender ideology is a lot further than you find even in places that you would think would be more progressive, more, more crazy left wing. Uh, like, for example, Loudoun County, the teachers are required to use the quote unquote preferred pronouns of their students or get fired for it. I mean, they, they, uh, they tried to fire a, a teacher in Loudoun County a few months ago because because he simply expressed his opinion against that policy during the school board meeting. They tried to fire him for that, for having a, a, an opinion during a school board meeting. 
And so I think that's part of what has um, what has made it into this sort of uh, central focus. And then and then things have have been added on top of that. And we know now, as the Daily Wire has revealed, um, the the rape that they tried to cover up. So it's been one thing after another that has uh, all kind of culminated snowball effect. I think. Matt, I I, I hate to say this, uh, but. I'm almost getting a little bit hopeful that things are turning around. And obviously, uh, we have you partially to thank for that, of people waking up for this stuff. Are parents waking up enough to realize how truly disgusting and despicable so many of these government schools are? Are they waking up enough to cause actual real change? Or is this anger going to be gone in a month and we're all going to be just eating McDonald's? Uh, if you're looking to have hope, I'm usually not the guy to talk to about <laughs> that because I, you know, I, I, I hope, I hope so. That is, that is my hope. Um, I, I've heard people compare the school board phenomenon to the, it's sort of the tea party movement of 2021. And, um, but I hope it's not that because, well, we know what happened with the tea party movement. It, it's, where is it now? It's, it's gone. And a lot of the tea party candidates, quote unquote, got into Congress and then became standard establishment Republicans. So uh, we, we know there's a, there's a history of that. I hope that's not the case here. Uh, there is a reason to think that maybe this will be different because um, these are parents when we're concerned about our children and that concern you have for your children is never going to go away. So maybe when you wake up and realize, oh, there's this very real threat. My, my children are being threatened here. My children are in, are in a very real danger, both physical and psychological. Um, when you realize that, I, I I would hope that 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 it doesn't go away, and then and that a month later you haven't moved on to something else. So so um, I'm not sure. We don't have a great track record in our culture and in the conservative movement of having real follow through and sticking with things. We tend to have the memory of uh, fruit flies. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. Matt, I, I need you to explain something to me. I'm, I'm not going to put the pictures up on my show because I do a family show. People can watch with their kids. But the pictures are out there now. I'm sure you've seen them, Matt. I'm sure many of my viewers have of some of the content inside the libraries in this school district. And it is some of the most repulsive, perverted stuff people have ever seen. Matt, why would any human being, whatever their personal choices are, why would they want children to see images like this? All this gender queer, blech, all this stuff. Explain to me the mentality behind that, Matt. I want to know. Well, this is this is the effort to sexualize our children. It's the sexual indoctrination of children. And uh, it, it, again, we have to say that what what we've seen in Loudoun County, especially when it comes to the pornographic material, the sexually explicit material. This is definitely everywhere across the country. It is, there is nothing unique about Loudoun County as far as that goes. Um, it's just that in Loudoun County, parents have noticed. I mean, they've actually gone to the library, picked up the books and looked to see what's inside them. And oh my gosh, th there it is. But this stuff has been going on for a long time. Um, there, is a, there is a very real effort, uh, we know in the school system and in the culture generally to sexualize kids and uh, to do it you know, at younger and younger ages when they don't understand what's happening. They don't have the same mental uh, defense mechanisms in place. And so you get them while they're young and while they're vulnerable. That's why we're seeing gender ideology as well, you know, even in elementary school now, because you can tell a seven-year-old, hey, if you feel like you're a girl, then you are. You can say that to a seven-year-old boy. And what hope does he have to be able to sort through that and say, well, that doesn't make a lot of, a lot of logical sense. Little kids don't have any sense of logic. 
Um, so I, I think that's I think that's that's what it is, uh, and, and this is part of the awakening process. I hope is that parents are realizing this is not something. When we talk about the sexualization of children, the uh, the normalization of pedophilia, this is not some kind of conspiracy theory. It's it's a very real thing that's happening right now to our kids in the school system. Loudoun County is just one of those school systems. No. It- it most definitely does. Well, Matt, I'm going to play this quick video here. Well, I don't know why you can't just be above it all like Barack Obama. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars, this fake outrage that, that right-wing media's pedals to juice their ratings. Matt, <laughs> Obama, does, he's not interested in culture wars, haven't you heard? Yeah, this I, I think it's so great hearing that from him after his side has just spent three weeks having a psychotic meltdown because of a stand-up comedy special they don't like. I mean, they make headline news out of a out of a football coach using vulgar language in an email ten years ago. We, we so, so there's so many examples. We know they made they made a, a public villain out of a high school kid in D.C. smiling at a Native American. So um, this is all they do is culture war, of course. So there's there's the, the irony and the contradiction there, but at the same time he, he's he's not entirely wrong. He's wrong when he calls it phony. Okay, the the uh, Dave Chappelle stuff that's phony outrage. Um, but when people are upset that a girl was raped in a bathroom at school, that's not phony. We actually are upset about that. Maybe Obama can't understand why we'd be upset about a child being raped. Um, that's his own issue. But for us, it's self evident that that's something to be upset about. So he's wrong that it's phony. He's not wrong that it is in a culture war um, and that's a really Im- important point I mean he's there stumping for for Terry McAuliffe and th- there's another lesson that I hope Republicans can learn from this that you look at that race everyone expected Terry McAuliffe was going to win you know Biden carried Virginia by 10 points I think Terry McAuliffe a few a few months ago was significantly behind by five or more points or something along those lines and that was back when when um, Youngkin the Republican was just kind of your standard factory issue Republican. And, but in recent weeks, he's he's leaned into the culture, the culture war issues and the, the so-called social issues. And it's worked and it's resonated. And now he the trajectory is going in the opposite direction. Um, and for so long, Republicans have told us that, no, all the voters care about is taxes. You know, that's just speak to them through their wallets. It's all they care about. And I, I've been screaming for years. That is not true. The, the social issues, the culture issues, that's where you speak to someone's heart and soul. This is what motivates people. And uh, we're seeing that in, uh, in, in Virginia, I think. 100% true. Matt Walsh with The Daily Wire. Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. All right. We're going to talk about humans and dogs and Dr. Fauci next. But first, home title theft. It can get you evicted from your house. I, I want to drive that point home to people. This is not... When I say they're going to hack into your home title, because your home title's online, they're going to take a loan out against it. I think a lot of people are under the impression that, no, I'll just call the bank. I'll just call the bank who gave them the loan and let them know it wasn't me. No, <laughs> you don't understand. That's not how it works. Someone took that loan out. In the bank's eyes, you took that loan out. Prove to them you didn't. Oh, I'll get a lawyer. Okay, go, go get a lawyer. How much money you got? You know what attorneys cost? You have twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 hiding in your couch to blow on a lawyer? That's what it costs. And if you can't do that, you get evicted from your home. Or you could go just...
get Home Title Lock right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. They'll detect the tampering and shut it down. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. All right. We have to have a talk here because this information that came out about Dr. Fauci is really shaking some people to the bone. It, it, it is. It's shaking some people to the bone. And, and I'm going to get into all that in a second about the dog abuse and everything else. But I think I should go ahead and lead this and clarify my position on dogs in America and society. I grew up with dogs. I buried a whole bunch of them. That's the way it goes. Then more than once I've been in the backyard with my dad, shoveling my hands, crying, burying my dog. It's just it's, it's life. It's terrible. So I like dogs. But as I've grown older, I decided I didn't really want to be a pet person, not because I didn't want a dog. I just didn't want an extra obligation because I'm always having to travel around and do different things. But we have two boys. And we have two sons. Boys got to have a dog. I mean, boys got to have a dog. Boys love dogs. Every time we'd see a dog, they're loving the dog. They're hugging the dog. Boys love dogs. So we got him a dog. They named him Fred. All right, so I have a dog named Fred. And I'll be clear. Everyone thinks I'm this psychopathic jerk. I love my dog. I do. I wish I could tell you I didn't like him and I can't wait for him to go away. But I, I come home and he comes charging at me with that tail wagon and whatnot. And I'm going to... Got to pet the dog, all right? And let him give me some kisses and stuff like that. I admit, it's not, it's not the most manly thing you've ever seen. My wife loves to make fun of me for it, but I love the dog. So, okay, I like dogs. I love my dog. I do. Second point, before we get to this dog story. American society has taken the dog thing way too far. I realize your dog loves you. Your dog is loyal to you. That's why they're incredible pets, and they are incredible pets. But dogs are not superior to human beings. They're inferior to human beings. Just because your dog is hardwired and bred for hundreds of years to be loyal to its master and be a pack animal, as yours is, doesn't mean it's superior to humans. And I hear people yell all the time, well, humans are jerks. Dog's never been a jerk. And dog's never created the cure for cancer either. Humans are capable of horrible things and great things. So let's just set that aside. We're a little over the top with our obsession with dogs. Which brings us to this Dr. Fauci thing, though. Because there is a third part of what I wanted to tell you. While I do think we're over the top with our obsession with dogs, there is something really, really wrong with people who hurt them on purpose. Really wrong. And you, you just hurt me. I'm, I'm not some animal rights freak. Oh, dogs are all angels. I'm not, I'm not like that. But it is an adorable, loyal creature, innocent. The people who take that and hurt them, there's something wrong inside. There's some kind of sickness there, and I don't know what it is, but it's really bad. So let's talk about Dr. Fauci. The White Coast Waste Project has uncovered documents that show Dr. Fauci $424,000 it was spent on beagle experiments. Now, the money was sent to Tunisia, all right? That's where the experiments were conducted, and I just want to prepare you for this. It's not easy to hear. Right, it's really not easy to hear, but I think it's important to lay this out. What happened? Uh, they were beagle dogs. You ever seen a beagle? We used to have beagle puppies when I was a kid. My old man would go rabbit hunting with them. 
beagle dogs, about the most adorable little things in the world. Apparently, for these experiments, they would take these little beagle dogs and they would trap their heads in a box and they would let sand fleas eat the dogs alive. Yeah, it's really that bad. So let's just talk about this. Let's talk about how we've lionized Dr. Fauci for two years now. Cover of Vanity Fair, throwing out the first pitch of baseball games. You can't turn on the television set without seeing this man in some commercial or on some news program. Of course, always destroying your economy and taking away your liberty in the name of medicine, right? For the public health. But we've lionized this man forever. And of course, everyone wants him fired now. And I get that. Because again, you hear that about the dogs, it's not easy. But I do have to ask everybody, I know it hurts to hear, but I do have to ask, where was this outrage when child suicides rose by 50% because of Dr. Fauci's advice? Mask every child, everyone run home and hide, no friends, school at home. 50%. Child suicides. Every parent's worst nightmare, right? Every parent's worst nightmare. Child suicides rose by 50%. Where was the outrage then? It's not that I don't care about the beagles. And again, I realize people are sick who hurt dogs. Child suicides. Where was this outrage then? I am happy Heavy D was going after him, though. You can't have mad scientists running around playing God like this and then come to find out what else is Fauci and NIH doing? They're doing cruel experiments on puppies. What they were doing with those puppies is flat out disgusting. It's despicable. That needs to stop. I cannot believe American tax dollars uh, would go uh, to treat those dogs the way those dogs would be treated. And, you know, I really think Fauci needs to be held accountable. These people, these bureaucrats, they don't get to just run wild and do whatever the hell they want to with our tax dollars. And so from funding gain-of-function research uh, to treating these puppies with really unimaginable cruelty, uh, I think that whole lot of them uh, need to be cleaned out and we need to be standing up for the American taxpayer and doing things ethically and not doing things like gain-of-function research and certainly not abusing puppies. Thank you. Cleaning them out. Let us hope if that man is the nominee and if he becomes president, let us hope he means what he says about cleaning them out. Because there are thousands of Dr. Fauci's who run this country in our bureaucracy, and we need a good house cleaning. All right. We got David Harris. He's joining us next, but first. I know people are worried about these financial times we have coming up. You know there's something you can do as a side gig or full-time. You can make real money at it. Flipping houses. I lived in 10 houses in 10 years one time because my old man was flipping houses. Buy a house, improve it, sell it. Buy a house, improve it, sell it. That's how we made a living. Flippingmadeeasy.com has taught everybody how to do it with one website. Articles and from experts with advice about this or that. Flipping opportunities in your area. In your area. Flippingmadeeasy.com. If you need a vendor, and you will inevitably need a vendor, there are going to be things you can't do. I don't know how to put in the wood floors. Flippingmadeeasy.com. 
Go to FlippingMadeEasy.com and sign up. Use the promo code JESSE. You get an extra something special for it. But it is a great side gig or full-time gig when you get good at it. Go make yourself some money and have some fun while you're doing it. We'll be right back with David Harris. Joining me now, David Harris. He is a public speaker and best-selling author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. David, obviously it's difficult to talk about. I know you probably don't jump for joy talking about it, neither do I. But when I see stories about beagles being eaten alive by sand fleas, I mean, that is some World War II level nastiness, man. It's absolutely, uh, it's, it's hard to even comprehend that somebody would willingly make a beagle, make any dog, make any, any animal, anything, subject themselves, subjected to torture. I mean, it's torture. They couldn't defend themselves. And to just have their faces eaten off and then to find out that this traces all the way back up to Fauci, the guy that the liberal mainstream media and liberals are praising and honoring like he's the messiah like he's the savior of america and of the world and yet this guy this guy is behind torturing these dogs in this manner it's absolutely just grotesque it's evil it's 100 evil and hopefully this wakes up some people i don't know if it will because some people they just you know, it's like they have—they find an excuse for anything to just try to justify why maybe, oh, Lord Fauci would do what he's done. But there should be no excuse for this. There is no excuse for this. And again, this is the guy that we're supposed to listen to now when it comes to what we inject into our bodies. Hell to the no, friends. I mean, it's just something that's something that should absolutely continue to send shockwaves all around the media. And thank you for you and your channel, Jesse, for pulling, put it out there. So much of the liberal mainstream media is absolutely ignoring it. They don't want the public to hear about it. So it's up to us to spread the word. Yeah, well, I mean, we have to spread the word around here. And speaking of spreading the word, I want to give props, credit where it's due. Project Veritas continues to crank out some seriously amazing stuff. David, I'm going to play you this. I'm sure you've seen it. Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey. Uh, the mask mandates, they're definitely about health. Sure sounds like it. Pero, ¿cómo así los mandates? La vaccine mandates. Como California, que está el mandato que todo el mundo tiene que tener la vacuna. Eh, lo va a hacer, pero no puede hacer, no podía hacerlo antes de la elección. Exacto. Porque, Porque si lo, no se tira todo Lo independent y lo undecided. Uh -huh. The independent decided would not vote for him if he did the mandate. Because they're into all that My rights, my And they don't care that they kill everybody. Well, that, see, that's good to know then, that after he wins, then he'll do the mandates, the vaccine mandates. He will. But right now it's about him winning. It'll, it'll be f It's just about him winning, David. Look, look he's going to put in those mandates after we get by that pesky election. Yeah, it really shows you how worried they actually are about the supposed pandemic and people catching the virus uh, when they're willing to say, well, we're going to just put it off until after the election. Look, it's 100% about politics. It's 100% about power and control. And this is exposing not just Governor Murphy, but it should uh, raise the alarm and the alert level for individuals to say, wait, where are my elected representatives? Where do they lie? Thank God for governors like uh, 
uh, Governor DeSantis that's putting it down, that's putting it out there, letting them, letting everybody know, Governor Abbott saying we're not going to do these vaccine mandates here, any of these mandates here, but hopefully this 100% tanks Governor Murphy's uh, bid for re-election. Hopefully it continues to just stir a fire in the Americans that are not in just, just in New Jersey, but are all over the country that see this type of totalitarian behavior, this socialist agenda that is literally coming full phrase, full frontal right now in front of all of us, where they do not care whatsoever about that public health. Uh, they only care about power and control. And let's wait till the after the election and then let's uh, let's uh, dominate. Let's let's put those measures in for complete control. Man, if that isn't true. David Harris, thank you. Thank you so much, my man. I appreciate it. Jesse, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Get it at DavidHarrisGenie.com, brother. See you, bud. All right. Lighten the mood. Next. I've got to be honest with you. As we go into lighten the mood here, sometimes I have this... I have this fear. Am I, am I allowed to admit that? I probably shouldn't admit that, but I have this fear. It's a, it's an odd one. It's not a phobia. It's not something that gives me anxiety or gets my heart pumping or keeps me up at night. But there's this thing in my mind where sometimes I'm driving somewhere and I'll be pulling into a parking lot and I'll think to myself, wouldn't it be weird if my foot slipped off the brake and hammer down on a gas. Now, I know that's stupid. I've been, I'm 40. I've been driving forever. I, I was driving illegally before I was 15. I've been driving forever. It's fine. I'm a good driver. But what if it happened, right? What if it happened? Think about all the situations in your life where you were parking a car, if your foot slipped off, and you just hammer the gas, you just blasted right through something. Well, here you go. <laughs> The best part, the best part is at the end when he turns on the windshield wipers. <laughs> All right. I'll see you tomorrow.